Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, fake news. <laughs> I'm doing those little air quotes. Yeah, air quotes, fake news. We'll try not to get too political. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. But first. But first, yes. We've got housekeeping. Not a lot of it, just that we won't have an episode next week because of the holiday and various travel plans and and that sort of thing. Exactly. So stay tuned. You get a break from us for a week and we'll catch back up with you at the end of November. Yes, for next week we must eat turkey. (laughs) Correct. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually, are you traveling? No, I'm not. It sounds like you are, which is unusual for you for Thanksgiving, I think, but it sounds like there's other some extenuating circumstances. There Correct. Stuff. Yes. For the past 10 or 11 years, we've hosted our whole family and extended sort of extended family and friends at our house, which is not big enough to host all of those people. So it's always like a, a funny sort of Tetris puzzle, <laughs> uh, but it's super fun. And we fry turkey every year in the garage and it's delightful. If you've never tried it, I highly recommend. Uh, but this year we are driving to my, um, uh, my family's mostly all from Michigan, so we're driving out to have Thanksgiving in Michigan this year. Yeah. Yeah, so be on the road. We're hosting this year, which we don't normally do, so we're, no one's traveling, but... Fun. Are you going to fry a turkey? Uh, no, I don't think so. Actually, I'm I'm not even doing the turkey. Uh, the turkey is being brought with the guests. It's, uh, it's, uh, we do a bring your own turkey Thanksgiving around here. Nice. <laughs> bring your own bird. <laughs> I love it. So, Yeah. Cool. So the topic for this week uh, gets into, it's really an a online sort of digital trust, like, man, what do we do about this? So it starts off with um, the story you were telling me in Slack about your <laughs> nighttime Alexa routine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have a bedtime routine. And that is that I, I go to bed and I tell her to turn off the lights. And then I ask her to give me a random fact. Which is some interesting things. Uh, by the way, Napoleon was out hunting one time, and he was once so sworn by rabbits that he had to retreat in his carriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have her tell me a joke. And uh, the other night, I, I asked her to tell me a joke, and she says something like, actually, my friend Jimmy would like to tell you a joke, so I'm going to let him take this one. And then Jimmy Fallon comes on and do the speaker and, and tells a joke. And, and after that, you get options. Like, Do you want him to tell the joke for the next couple of weeks, or do you want her to do it? And if you say, you know, let Jimmy tell the jokes, she says, okay, Jimmy Fallon will tell the jokes for the next two weeks. And it got me wondering, did he actually record a bunch of jokes that they're going to play? Or are they generating them or like using their normal pool of jokes and using like his voice print? Mm. Like, did he just, did he just sort of license his voice to them or did he go in and record a bunch of jokes? Yeah, and that which reminded me of the the Google Assistant thing where they got John Legend to uh, you know just sort of seed a, a machine learning algorithm so that mm-hmm. it, it like you can choose his name as like a skin creepily enough as a skin <laughs> skin for the voice and you know he didn't unlike Siri way back in the day where they hired a voice actress to come in and record like a million words. And then they sort of stitch them together into, um, you know, uh, what sounds like, you know, reasonably convincing human voice. 
this is very much a doppelganger type of thing, mm -hmm. which is super scary because, you know, and we've talked about this on and off for years, it feels like, where, where the, just because it's really hard to impersonate someone's voice or a video of a person talking, as long as it's really hard, it, you can kind of trust it. But it's not really hard anymore. It's not really hard anymore. Like I, like I had that moment laying there in the dark <laughs> for dramatic effect. But I had that moment where I was genuinely, genuinely curious. Like, I, I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it, it was weird. Right. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of the, you know, we, were, we had an episode where we were talking about autonomous vehicles and how I can hear the, the sort of highway in the distance from my house. And mm -hmm. right now when I hear that sound, I know that 100% of those vehicles are, have a person inside. Right. Other people exist in the world. Mm -hmm. But in the future, it's like, it's just, it's a different sound. Now it's like, now it's like living next to a factory where just the machinery on the highway is gone. I don't know. It just, it shouldn't really matter. Like who cares? I can barely hear it anyway, but, uh, it, it's like, it's like when something like that is just a fundamental base assumption gets ripped out from underneath everything, it destabilizes everything that's built on top of it. Mm -hmm. So I, like when I watch, uh, I watched, I think it was Daredevil. I've been totally binge watching Daredevil on Netflix. Oh man, if you're into superhero shows, oh, it's so good. Like dark superhero shows, it's incredibly good. But the point, the reason I bring it up is because there are a bunch of scenes where that take place in prison. Jessica, Jessica Jones, also another good one, Marvel comic on Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of scenes in the, in the recent seasons take place in a prison. And if you watch for it, if you're attuned to it, there are tons of situations where somebody is visually ID'd. So a, a, guard that comes by the other guard on the other side of the door just unlocks the door for him or a lawyer goes to leave the cell they just unlock the door like you don't need to present id like you just let right. the person in and you can see them and you're like that person did not transform you know some other person did not transform into a different human that has permission to leave so it's like the identification process is sort of in real life the visual or or um well in this case a visual id process is it's just assumed, but it, yeah. it's, you don't even notice it unless you're looking yeah, for it's, it. It's funny. You mentioned that because I was, <laughs> I was looking it up, uh, I guess, uh, before the election and the Kentucky voter laws about IDs and what have you hmm. say that you have to have a photo ID or one of the volunteers at the polling place has to actually recognize you. Oh, that like, is that's, really cool. That's the law in the state. That's cool. Yeah. Like if you don't have your ID with you, but the person working at the polling place recognizes you. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think that's cool, actually. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so, same topic, similar topic. When, uh, you know, Erica calls me and says, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, um, there's an automatic ID process that happens there. Like, I immediately, because it would be so hard for her to, someone else to impersonate her voice credibly, there, it's like, you have a certain... This is like a permission set invoked, you know, it's <laughs> right. like, like certain questions I'm going to be, yeah, what's your social security number again? I uh, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, it happens to me, like I manage a lot of the, um, our online accounts and stuff. So it's not uncommon mm -hmm. for me to have to, to text her for some, 
you know, piece of information like that or call. I usually don't call with text or something like that, but, um, but yeah, it's like, you just take it for granted. You don't realize you're doing it because, but, and the reason you can get away with it is because it's really hard to fake those things or it has been historically. Mm -hmm. Uh, another example from science fiction, I recently was sick and went on a super duper (laughs) 80s movie binge marathon. And let me tell you, some of those movies do not hold up. Oof. Um, but (laughs) Terminator, the original Terminator, I thought really did hold up special effects, not so much, but, um, but is it actually not that many special effects? It's been so many years since I've seen it. It's so good. And I mean, honestly, I think it's good because at the root, it's like a epic love story. Guy travels across time to, you know, save the woman he loves, basically that who's never met. You know, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so good. And even this bad special effects are still scary as anything. They're super scary, even though they don't look real. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, there are at two or three different situations. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator character is able to mimic the voice that it heard seconds before, which is a major plot point at two two or three occasions. And it is a giant, um, you know, from from the standpoint of security and uh, what do you call it? Social engineering. Mm -hmm. If you can call someone who knows you well and knows your voice and impersonate that voice, that person will tell you basically anything. Yeah, they will. For example, where they're hiding out. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very interesting. Like when that becomes, um, when that, I mean, it's already deployed. Like the, it's, it's, it's already real. It is real. It's just not, not, um, an iPhone app yet. 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 Right. And honestly, so here's, the, so here's why it matters is because, uh, so having a conversation with some friends and family and we were, you know, we're mostly all lefties, center lefties. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, take this with a grain of salt. But we were talking about, I was, I was sort of playing devil's advocate and saying, you know, somebody was like, how can you not believe the New York? Or how can you, how can you believe Fox news and not New York times? Or it doesn't even matter. Insert anything. In, how can you believe Ben Evans? Or how can you believe it? What doesn't matter? Anybody. But when you get your news, it's virtually always third hand. It's not, you're not eyewitnessing almost anything that you're reading about. So you have to trust the source in order to believe it. You have to. And arguing that, you know, let's say either, you know, this particular institution is well known for its um, reputation for adhering to journalistic standards or, you know, or, you know, this, this group applies the scientific method, which is something you can trust for these reasons. It's still, you still have to believe in, in that stuff. Like it's, it makes my skin crawl to have to say this, but it's still a belief argument. Yeah. And if you take away the belief. Yeah. I mean, you could say, you can say, okay, yes, these things are backed up by facts, but you still have to believe the facts. You have to believe the source of the facts. Yeah. Because it's like the amount of, if you think about the amount of information that you take in every day, uh, news, I should say, Mm -hmm. you're not eyewitnessing stuff, almost certainly. And, you know, I grew up in a newspaper family. I know the newspaper's wrong. I know it. I've been in the newspaper and it's been wrong. Yeah, even when they don't intend to be, even when they're trying to be as unbiased and correct and and, and middle of the road as as they can be. 
unintentional biases slip in, mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, there's always been yellow, yellow journalism. That's always been a thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. But it was kind of like, um, I suppose you, I suppose, pff, I don't know, this might be hypo- eh, not hypocritical, but like maybe I was just like dopier when I was younger. I definitely was, but <laughs> you kind of knew which way somebody leaned, you know? So like mm-hmm. the, the wall street journal leaned one way, the New York times leaned another way, you know, CNN leaned this way, MSNBC, Fox news, they all lean different ways. Yeah. And it's sort yeah, of like, you, you mean, yeah, you, you can tell. <laughs> Right. If you want to, but, Mm -hmm. but if you've been, you have to kind of subscribe to the notion of things like, like a standard of journalistic excellence or like, if you just, it doesn't matter. Like you can say that argument to someone all day long, but if they just don't believe, if they believe that there's some motivation for the news outlet to lie, they're not going to believe them. It doesn't like their reputation as like, you know, they've been a newspaper for 180 years mm-hmm. or 500 years or whatever. It's just not going to hold any sway. So and it's maddening. <laughs> it's super frustrating, but it's like, imagine, think of a dear listener, think of a news source that you despise. You think is just complete garbage. Uh, just full of lies. You don't know. You know, do you know those people? No. Like the reasons, the reason why you trust one and not the other is I'm going way out on a limb here, but is probably because you identify with them in some way. You have something in common. You have a similar worldview. You believe similar things. And outside of hard science, it's really, you know, spin exists in journalism for sure. Uh, it's less likely in science because you can you can prove things and you can experience the results with your own eyes. Like you, you know, they're repeatable, repeatable and you can experience it Yeah. directly. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of get proof in journalism when you end up with three or four different sources backing up one thing versus one saying something different. You can kind of, <laughs> is it, I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's slippery slope. Yeah, it is. It is. But I mean, really that's all you've got to work with though. So I guess what I'm saying is if you have a, if, if your mind is not open to certain things, there's no amount of, of like pointing to standards that is going to change anybody's mind. You're like that, mm-hmm. that thing is a liar. That institution is a liar. It's, it doesn't matter. Like all day long, you can be like, oh no, 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 it's not. Cause of these other people say, well, they're liars too. So it's like, <laughs> it's like you can't, it's like conspiracy theory yeah. where someone points to a lack of proof as proof of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. you can't it's a it's a it's a faith-based argument they just believe that it's true and therefore i started to say <laughs> i started to say we said we'd stay away from politics but it sounds like we're teetering dangerously close on getting into religion <laughs> yeah no right yeah there you go so here's the thing and I, and I don't mean i don't mean faith like like religious faith i just mean you just believe it like i just believe this i believe i have a worldview some stuff doesn't map my worldview and i'm not immune to this i'm not saying i'm above it but stuff that doesn't map to my worldview, I'm, I, I try to keep an open mind, but there's so much information coming in that I'm just going to ignore stuff. I'm going to just just ignore giant chunks of the news stream because I just generally think they're full of it. And whether I'm talking about Fox or CNN doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm, it's just so much news, I'm going to stick with people who, anyway. So, so the, the, the really scary thing here is, the thing that people tend to believe is their eyes. And 
when you see a video of something, oh, geez, now, now we're really going to step Now in we're it. getting political, yeah. Yeah, because there was a video recently that was doctored, yeah. supposedly, <laughs> right? <It's> like, <laughs> but let's leave, leaving that out of it, if we just talk I about I would the, like to believe that it was, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if we, if we posit that videos can be doctored, and e- even more so, doppelganger videos can be created, which we've already established on this show and elsewhere, Mm-hmm. that that you know the deep fakes thing it's open source it's easy to do it's not amazing but it's only going to get better not worse and i was thinking like so here so the scary thing to me is the gap in between the the general public sort of non-technical let's say public uh, the gap between the time when it becomes feasible to trick someone easily with a fake video and the time when everyone knows that they can't trust any videos. Right. So like, I feel like when Photoshop came around, people were a lot, it, it took a while for people to be like, Oh, that's Photoshop. Like you see something, you're yeah, like, I don't yeah, believe yeah. that. It's Photoshop. Yeah, you see something, see something ridiculous in a photo. Now you just look at it and go, oh, okay, this, this person is really good with Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that it, that's fairly, it feels like common knowledge at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think that exists with audio or video. So if you hear a recording of someone, um, you, know, uh, you know, political ones come to mind, but it could be anything. It could be, you know, launch the missiles <laughs> or like, you know, like how do you. Or, or what's the bank account password? What's the bank account password? Yeah. What's the Bank of America login? And it, it's like, oh, yeah. here you go. Yeah, or I'm I'm here to pick up your kid. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. So. Yeah, you know it's funny that you mentioned that you think people kind of have that level of distrust with photos now. Mm-hmm. But how often do people willingly ignore it? Like, how many times do you see headlines or, or articles on Facebook or whatever? Thirty-two photos of such and such, and. Yeah. And I mean, it's usually entertainment value, but you just like suspend disbelief and buy into it anyway, because the hook is entertaining. Yeah. You want, you want to think that like 12 people, I don't know, parked on top of each other in this one <laughs> tiny parking space or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it, and it's, it's, oh, it's very, it's very scary. This is a super slippery slope. Cause as soon as, as soon as it's like, even with photos, it allows sort of plausible deniability to any anything you just be like like, well here's a picture of you you know philandering or you know out and about behind your spouse's back that's not me it's photoshop right you know so it's like well you know so any you could almost do anything you could almost say anything on video and be like that wasn't me (laughs) right that's that's like that almost that's almost the scarier part but i guess it's two sides of the same coin so all of a sudden it's like relatively quickly when I say all of a sudden, I almost think the the best thing that could happen or like the, the, the path to, to the path across the really scary chasm of like this capability existing, but very few people being aware of it mm-hmm. is for, for people for like probably a Facebook app or an Instagram or Snapchat or somebody like that to be able to like do a- really realistic face swap. Yeah, for a big company to come out with a popular app that does it all easily and for and for 99 cents from your phone. Yeah, so that anybody... That way people know. Yeah, so anybody would be aware. So anybody can say, oh, pff, that's just deepfake. 
It's just yeah. obviously deep fake instead of saying, oh, it's obviously been photoshopped. So to like, to me, the path to like the path across the danger zone is to make it obvious to the general public that you cannot trust videos. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, I mean, think of how much law is based on like security cams and, and, and like, that's, that's a pretty yeah, important piece of evidence. Photographic evidence and video evidence. Yeah. I wonder how they do it now. I mean, like, like, I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking, I know, I know when digital cameras first came out, um, I don't know if it was like this everywhere, but I know at least here um, that photos taken on digital cameras were not submissible in court. Really? I'd imagine it's different now because I think police departments and what have you would probably just use digital all the time for, for economic reasons. But Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, so I wonder, like... I mean, it, even so, take a digital photo and you get some nice quality printer paper and a good printer. How are you going to know if right. it was ever a digital photo? Yeah. And, and there's... I mean, this is making me think of a bunch of things. Like one thing is that there was, I, I, I only vaguely remember this story, but there was, there is a story that printers at one time, laser printers at home, desktop mm. printing did a thing, did a thing so that you, that sort of invisibly every page that came out of that printer was mapped back to that printer Yeah. without the knowledge of the person who bought the printer. So if someone was distributing propaganda or whatever, you could you could trace it back to who printed it so you could sort of imagine that being in a like a manufacturer level approach but man that's like woof that's mm -hmm. that seems weird but the the bigger thing to me is like <clears throat> it's tempting to kind of say well let's just have some sort of not watermark but digital signature that indicates that a photo is <laughs> air quotes the original the original, yeah. But even, you know, the average, or the latest uh, Apple, and, you know, the latest iPhone and Android flagship phones, they're editing the crap out of the videos they're taking at the time that they're being the taken. Time, yeah, at the time they're taking them. Like there used to be this service, I don't know if they're still around anymore, called Digimark, and it would kind of put this, sort of embed this invisible watermark in the, in the image data of your images. It was meant for photographers to use, like, mm. To protect their images for copyright reasons without actually putting a visible watermark on the photo and mm -hmm. and it had a Photoshop plug in and what have you. And it, it's just, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all, it's like we're getting into Cory Doctorow territory where it's like at the end of the day. And no one who's looking at that photo is going to check it. Right. Well, so if we get to the point where you're, I mean, I suppose what it would do, allow the photographer to like search to see where it was and then issue takedown notices or something. But I don't know, like at the end of the day, if it's in a file, you can edit it. So there's no, it's sort of this catch 22. Like if you want to be able to create images and then like do something, um, I don't know, like uh, innocuous like color mm -hmm. correct it or video stabilize a video. Well, you're editing it. That's an edit. Yeah. So yeah. does that invalidate the truth of what happened in a way that's meaningful or does it, I mean, okay. Does it just improve the viewing experience? Yeah. I cropped the photo, <laughs> you know, like, okay. Does that mean that the, 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 what I can still see here is, does it matter still? Yeah. It is. It doesn't mean I cropped out anything important either. It just means maybe I'm, not very good at framing photos <laughs> or right. I can zoom in or out enough. Right. So basically what I'm saying is I, I don't think there's a, there's a, 
there's not an obvious way to create such a thing as a video, uh, as a video or audio or image that's not edited. Mm -hmm. And if you did, you know, maybe there was some manufacturer level or chip level or I don't know, like the, the mechanics of the camera, some hardware thing that's tough to tough to fake. That's the bottom line. It got to be tough to fake that indicates, I don't know, like, uh, I mean, I hate to invoke blockchain, <laughs> but <laughs> you could have like, you could have the entire history of, of the photo of the photo and like every edit, like an audit trail mm -hmm. from the point of capture to the point of whatever it is that you're looking at. Well, you do that, but then you get to a service like the one, the one that we build and maintain and work with every day where someone uploads a photo. And the first thing we do is discard all that metadata because it's a meg and a half of unviewable data that no one needs. Yeah. And these photos have to be small and downloadable on a phone. Right. With a less than stellar internet connection. <laughs> right. Yeah. So for performance reasons, you throw that stuff away. But if maybe if you're, you know, in law enforcement or something, or you're a private detective or security cams, uh, you don't throw it away. And if it's mm -hmm. thrown, thrown away that the, if that information is not there, then it's, but still you end up with this thing like you'd need something, you'd need like a private key at the manufacturer level or public key at the manufacturer, something at the, the camera maker level that would sign the photo in order to, I think, I think that's what you need to do. I think so. I feel like that wouldn't be impossible, but I feel like it's still easily circumvented. Maybe there's a camera maybe not easily, but yeah, maybe there's a camera for people who care about this. Like maybe report like photojournalists maybe use this kind of camera. Oh, maybe there already is such a thing. Maybe. Yeah, actually there, maybe there is some way to prove that this is the, this is the original photo. I, you know, whatever I cropped it and like mm -hmm. increased the contrast so you could see what was going on, but it's, it, you could clearly see like, these are the only things I did to it. This is the original arrangement of pixels, you know? Remember back in the day, you used to get emails with PGP keys attached to them. Yes, yes, I still get one of the, some of the. I never even understood that. Like, I do get it, but I'm like, what am I even supposed to do with this? Right. <laughs> you know, it was never. Right. I mean, it makes it makes a lot more sense to me now. Now I use key pairs all the time for authenticating to to junk and things. But sure. Back then, like, no one. I didn't care that I was getting an email from my friend, I, you know, from a random friend. I didn't care if it was encrypted. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. How do I know this? How, yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'll meet you at Dave and Buster's at eight, but how do I know it's you? Right. <laughs> well, if you get to Dave and Buster's and I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But it seems like for, for certain situations like law enforcement or photojournalists mm -hmm. or something like that, or, um, major networks or something you want like a it feels very much like the crypto crypto folks the crypto community would perhaps have some kind of solution here but you, like i said it gets into the cory doctor territory where you're like well all of that depends on you trusting the manufacturer and trusting that like i don't know china didn't hack the chips and send some backdoor you know to amazon cloud computing like hardware yeah and and we all know Mm. Uh, never mind. I can't say it without being offensive. <laughs> it's like who do you, well it boils. That's what it boils yeah. down to. It's like who do you trust? You can't trust your eyes yeah. anymore. Yeah. So you have to. There's. I find myself. It's. It, there's just no bottom. It's turtles all the way down. Like mm -hmm. there's certain people who I trust about certain things, and when I say people, I mean I generally mean people you know. 
uh, well, in this context, I, people I feel like I know, but maybe I'd never met like people I follow mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, you and I've only ever met once. How do I know you're yeah. not a bot? <laughs> you know, I have, Oh, I mean, I, w- I was, I was real until about 2014. Yeah. After that, it's been, I, I've just been uploaded yourself to the singularity. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You know, I, I am very close friends with people online who I have never met in person. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that when you think like when I think about it, why? Why do I trust those people? And the reason is in almost every case, it's the length of the length and frequency of the interaction and the consistency. So, you know, over the course of time, over a long period of time, years of purely text based and occasional video and audio interactions, but mostly by and large text-based interactions, a personality comes through and like a particular Mm -hmm. type of, like you get, you start to feel like there's a person behind there that's predictable. And if they did something that was very out of the ordinary, it would raise alarm bells. Yeah, it would. Yeah. And this has happened to me like on Facebook, people have gotten their Facebook uh, account hacked hacked. and and it comes up with something that's just way out of character. Yep. Yeah, it's funny you mention it about the trust of people you've never actually met in person. It's like, I don't think it applies to me. I'm pretty sure you've done it, but like, I have not met our boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met him once. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I work for the guy and I've never met him. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yet I know him and I trust him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, here's the funny thing. So the other there are other employees there some i've met some mm-hmm. i haven't and i can't quickly remember which ones i've met and haven't like i have to actually oh, think about which ones i've actually met and which ones i haven't because i mm-hmm. feel like i met them all right it's wild so yeah it comes down to like who do you trust why do you trust them you know what is ordinary for them so that you can determine what's out of the ordinary and <coughs> ugh, it's cold and like, how does that exist when you take away, like, when you take away audio and video from the sort of trust foundation? Wow, man. Even like, I mean, it is conceivable that you could have a mm-hmm. real-time interaction with an AI that looks just like somebody else that you, that you would normally. I mean, think of how much audio there is of you and I on the internet. Yeah, there's tons. Right. And even... Mostly you, like 90% of you. <laughs> Guilty. Yes. <laughs> But it's like, and then you get like, I feel like we've, we're touching on a bunch of old episodes because it's like yeah, in the entertainment realm, who cares? In entertainment, right. who cares? Right. That was, and that was the conclusion I came to about the, the Jimmy Fallon jokes. I thought, you know, I, I don't care <laughs> as long as they're entertaining. And, and then I thought, well, eventually the entire entertainment industry is like all of our celebrities are going to be computer generated and we're not going to know and, and we're not going to care. Yep. Right. Like, who knows if Kim Kardashian's actually a f- human? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I've never met her. I could, you could come up with a conspiracy theory that that's just like an Instagram bot or whatever. I don't know. Presumably <clears throat> she's human, but. Yeah, I, I always assumed so. But there will be a time, maybe in our lifetimes, but definitely in our kids' lifetimes, where, I mean, there already is one. I don't remember the name, but there's a, we did a, a show about a, a virtual pop star. Oh, the Hatsune Miku. Yeah, good memory. Yeah. And yeah, and everybody knows it's not real. 
but they don't care. Yeah. It's like a hologram, like the yeah, like the Tupac thing that they did, and it's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. And people go to watch it because it's entertaining. Yeah, it's a light show basically, but it looks like a creature moving around. So okay, it's a fancy light show, but you know, like it's it and it's and they can pull it off in person, like in real life. Mm-hmm. So how easy is that to do? in you know augmented reality or whatever yeah and it's interesting because it's not like they're trying to pretend that oh this is a real person mm-hmm. and yet they've turned it into a character that has a personality and a look and and that sort of thing and and people become like fans of that character sure well i mean it's like bug bunny yeah. you know bugs yeah. bunny's got a personality exactly and, yeah right so so from the end i it's like to me this is like great for entertainment mm-hmm. but it's when you get the sort of nefarious, the propaganda angle gets really scary. Yeah, and it's it's going to end up, we'll find out we have one one super intelligent AI that's controlling everything and making us think our politicians are real. <laughs> exactly. I actually have met some of the politicians from our very small state that I live in. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that they are actually real. Some of their hair is not real. I know that. But <laughs> they are definitely real. Uh, in well, my, Or they were at one time. Yeah, and it's it's like well again the the anonymity and the and the um well like you said the the people online that you've never met and it reminded me of uh like, like Ender's Game yeah where Ender's siblings basically rose to political power when they were like kids because they were really smart and went online and behaved in ways that socially engineered them into high political positions. Right. And it was relatively believable. They, they mm-hmm. consciously decided to essentially uh, stake out polar political stances. And debate each other. And debate each other. Right. And so camps grew up around each of them, but they were in control of all of them. Right. Right. They were they were coordinating on how they were going to say things and how they were going to, to debate and 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 what have you. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was going to win and like, how are they going to mm-hmm. how are they going to use the 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 crowd essentially yeah and it was all it was all done to like socially engineer peter wiggin to a position of power mm. when he's like a teenager <laughs> right it's, ugh, it's like yep yeah that that would work that's very very weird there needs to, you know please dear listener maybe somebody out there knows like there's there is some kind because here's the thing you see a video it's uh or like what was that text message the text message the missile alert text message like last year oh yeah the presidential alert that was just a few weeks ago there was a test one a few weeks ago but there was a there was like a uh oh in hawaii yes yeah someone selected the wrong option from a drop down menu Uh uh-huh yeah and like abject terror people running to their cellars you know like like Mm -hmm. how do you it happens in my building the 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 fire alarm goes off from time to time and what's the first thing? The first thing I do is not jump up and, and like hop out the window. Right. Let's go check and see if there's an actual fire. Yeah. I like, I like smell. I'm like, do I smell smoke? I like, yeah, maybe look out in the hallway. Look out in the hallway. Is there smoke out there? Is anybody else running? You know, like is there heat. Yeah. Yeah. I look for cues to decide how much I should panic if at all. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I used to, I used to live in or Berea which is right next to Richmond, Kentucky, which I don't know if it still has at this point, but it, at, at back then it had like the nation's largest stockpile of chemical weapons. Ooh. And and so there was this 
you know, there was this warning system that was basically uh, just a loud siren that would play, and it was like, good luck, you have two minutes before you're all going to die, was basically what it boiled down to. Mm. <laughs> and, and like, the siren would come on, and, like, for some technical reason, something technical would happen, and it wouldn't immediately be followed by an explanation that's saying this is only a test. Mm. And, yeah, it just, things got weird. <laughs> right, so, like, how does, <clears throat> you want to have, like, I feel like the I feel like the brand here, the trust brand, is Snopes. You know, like they, I feel like they're they're going to be like the Google of the next like I don't know fifty years, where it's like, could somebody please somebody like impartial that for some reason everybody trusts? Because that's the thing. Like it, we're gonna we're gonna see an Onion article that comes out about the Snopes as a hoax. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like there need I feel like there needs to be something that that everybody trusts somehow, Mm -hmm. but man, I mean, and this is what, this is what people have been talking, you know, like the sort of cyber, uh, crypto folks have been talking about, this is like the excitement of Bitcoin and blockchain It's distributed trust. Like that is the big thing. It's like, well, but all they're really doing, all they're really doing as if it's not a major accomplishment, (laughs) but what they're doing is they're creating something. They're creating something so hard to fake so hard to undo that you can trust it mm-hmm. but you have to believe that whole story like you have to believe the, that blockchain actually is that hard to undo you know to like fake to you know go edit a record yeah, and eventually and, and eventually it's not going to be that hard to undo yeah i mean like eventually something will come along that destroys blockchain and we'll have to move on to something better yeah i don't know blockchain plus just brainstorming here yeah <laughs> so yeah I guess I guess it's always going to be temporary, right? Because like as technology changes, it's gonna that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that you know, we were talking about teenagers right before we got on here. What if your teenager could impersonate your spouse on a FaceTime call? That would be creepy and weird. Yeah, be like, oh, um, you know, you, but I, I trust my teenager. Uh, I'm saying it, yeah, but there are plenty of situations where you know, the, the family harmony isn't quite to the level that you have. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, that's true. you know, uh, you got a, a rogue teenager trying to get whatever car keys, uh, send money to my account. Um, you, you could totally imagine like, uh, a, like some yeah, sort of, I'll, I'll replace teenager for other family members in this, in this mental scenario and I can get it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or like ex-spouse, you know, like like mm-hmm. going through a bad divorce, impersonating one of the kids on a FaceTime type of call. It's like... Uh, or impersonating the spouse to do something to like misrepresent the spouse in order to improve their situation. Yes, like in a court situation, right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want to say like instantaneously, like, well, none of that stuff, like everyone will just take everything with a grain of salt, but there's that chasm where when it's still new, it's cutting edge and the early adopters are taking advantage of it. And there's going to be all sorts of leverage that they can gain until eventually it's like, that's a Facebook app. Yeah. Until eventually it just becomes part of Facebook. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's already like Snapchat and I suppose Facebook copied them already because they do that so well. Mm-hmm. You know, has like face swap and voice swap and um, these sort of things that are sort of fake and cartoony. But what if they weren't? Yeah. It'd be wild. So, you know, you take deep fakes, which exists. It's like open source software. And, you know, you know, 
like Evan Spiegel or somebody is like, put that in, do it. I hope they are so that it can be so obvious. Like you can show somebody like right, like right there. You're both in the same room and you like do this thing right in front of them. And they're like, OMG, are you kidding me? Yeah. I hope they put it in there so that it becomes so obvious that everybody's aware that it's a thing. Exactly. So, but still, okay. Now nobody trusts video. Well, what now? What (laughs) now? What do we (laughs) trust? Oh man. I don't know. It's where this, I don't, I don't see an easy solution. Like I keep coming back to crypto, but it hasn't really. Yeah. Like unless this video comes with a DNA sample. Seriously. (laughs) That's interesting actually. Well, we've already established you can, you can sequence DNA for about a thousand bucks. Mm hmm. Hmm. (laughs) I don't feel like paying a thousand bucks to watch a YouTube video though. No. Yeah. All right. Lick this, lick this dongle and I'll take your picture (laughs) You know, it's like the, it, well, it's like, here's a classic one, you know, I, this, I suppose this is, this is political, but not a particular party, but you know, you'll, you'll hear during uh, election season, people saying like, I, you know, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I approve this message. Like how easy is that to fake? <laughs> yeah. Super easy. Rich Little could do that. No one knows who that is. <laughs> uh, who's a, who's a current, I can't think of anybody who's a current like impressionist, but I mean, I a, yeah, I mean. You, you could always just just grab the audio clip from a video that they actually did endorse. I wonder if there's a there's a I suppose there's a legal solution here where the penalty for faking a video like that is so, is so stiff high that, that nobody wants to risk it. Yeah, that you wouldn't risk it. Well, I mean the penalty for murder is pretty high too and people still kill people. That is true. That feels like a but this is so premeditated though. Like it's and it's so I feel like I don't know. I don't know. You're right, of course. But, you know, think of like um, the penalty for like stealing someone's mail or opening someone's USPS mail. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy high. There's no good reason. <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> hard to imagine. Like you need to have a really good reason to like steal somebody's yeah. mail or for yeah. the for the post office, for the, the mail carrier to mess with somebody's mail. They're risking uh, there. <laughs> there would have to be something like gold doubloons. <laughs> you know, in that Amazon bag, uh, the penalty is just too high. So, yeah, oh man, I, I, the more you think about it, the more everything unravels. And we should just stop thinking about it and, and just yeah. live, in blissful igno- live in blissful ignorance while we can get away with it. I like that. Blissful ignorance, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to go back to living in real life. It's so boring. Don't say that. So boring. Mm. Like, what would happen? Like, politicians are going to have to go around on trains and like, like, like FDR era whistle stop stump campaigns. Like, <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> that actually would. Yeah. Mm. All right. So we can we can leave it for you to ponder, dear listener. Maybe some technical whiz out there has a solution for this that they can share with the world. Yeah, I mean, it could just be that we're paranoid nuts. I don't know. But, but it feels less like that all the time when, you're, when you're, you're, your Internet of Things things offers up celebrity voices at random. Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to be it's a lot like, more well, of a... Some things are changing, yeah. Yeah, I used to be a lot more of a techno-utopian, a lot less so now. It's too easy to see the, the dystopian angle. Mm-hmm. Oh well. <laughs> I still don't. I still don't think AI is going to take over and rule us all, though, because they, it, it's just not going to happen. 
um, if I can sit on sit on YouTube and watch videos about PC chipset architectures, and then all of my recommended videos become how to make potato chips, not too worried. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, there's. I'm less concerned about. There's some things I'm concerned about there, but the it's more of like the malicious humans taking advantage of of capabilities of, of machine learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that's far scarier. Yes, rogue AI. And far more realistic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe people who are freaked out about AI are looking at it a longer timeline, but uh, this sort of, this this fake video stuff is, is like, it feels clear and present to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I mean, think about the influence that it can have. A fake video that goes viral, that sways the opinions of thousands of people, and I mean... Again, not to get too political, but you know, how many Facebook ads and, and things were there regarding fraudulent things during the during elections? And yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Right. So. Right. And, you know, and once, you know, if you change the public opinion at the last minute before an election, there's no undo on that. Right. So if you can do it at the right time, you know, it can have a lasting effect. So anyway, I suppose this is all old news in a certain regard, but... Uh, yeah. But at least you've got your nighttime jokes with Jimmy Fallon <laughs> squared away. Actually, I, I went back to she who must not be named. Really? I, I told her to, to take him, to take over again. Yeah, I just wow. missed her. That is harsh. That is a sick burn on Fallon. Well, I mean, it's not, it's, you know, his jokes were fine. It's nothing personal. It's just, just, you know, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. Uh-huh. Hey, there you go. Well, we can we can sort of drift off into a blissful sleep with a smile on our faces while mm -hmm. and, and a joke from from her. Mm -hmm. Yes, while deep fakes tear apart the fabric of our society. At least it'll be yeah, fun. There's, a, there's a, a little Jimmy Fallon inside of the device. It's just like banging at the walls to get out. <laughs> and we have our title, Little Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Not lick this dongle. Uh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, it's a tough call. You tell us, dear listener. <laughs> um, all right. So let's leave it there for this week. I hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving, if that's something you do. Otherwise, yes. enjoy your week. And we will see you next time on Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye. <laughs>